0: Welcome to the Jewelry Resellers Podcast, your go-to source for all things shiny, sparkly, and of course, profitable. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'll be your guide on this dazzling journey through the world of reselling jewelry. We'll be diving deep into the art and science of reselling, uncovering valuable tips, insider secrets, and sharing stories from successful jewelry resellers. We'll explore market trends, industry news, and even discuss... How to find those hidden gems just waiting to be discovered in thrift stores, estate sales, and beyond. So if you're dreaming of turning your hobby into a hustle, or if you're a seasoned pro looking to stay at the top of your jewelry reselling game, join me each week for insights, stories, and more on the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. hi Lori. hello i'm so happy to have you here today
1: (laughs) i'm so happy to be here with you
0: well thank you so much for taking the time to do this you know quick little chat with me because i know we connected a few months back at the boss reseller remix in vegas and Mm -hmm. i don't think either one of us had ever been in touch before so it was really nice to meet you there and learn all about you your business and how you help resellers. So Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great place to start. Just introduce yourself and let us know exactly what you do.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So my husband and I have been resellers for almost 10 years, maybe over 10 years by now. Uh, and about three years ago, we started a company that helps other resellers with their space and time challenges. So basically what we did was we became a storage and fulfillment service for other sellers selling on eBay and other platforms, too, not just eBay. Um, but what, how we're different from most third party fulfillment centers, as that's considered what we are, we focus on the type of reseller who sells one-off inventory. So these are mostly thrifters. They could be retail arbitragers. Um, they could be liquidators as well. But basically, they have a lot of SKUs of individual items versus large quantities of smaller number of SKUs. So it's kind of the opposite of what most three-part three par- uh, PLs do.
0: Now, that's what I find so fascinating because I don't know if you know, but I'm pretty much a jewelry reseller, mm-hmm. but I thought about how your, your service would help because I have a bunch of one-off things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so a service like yours would be the perfect solution because I could send you all those one-off things and then I could focus on the jewelry.
1: Exactly. Right. You could focus on, or, or clients then could free up time to focus on whatever it is in their business that they do best. Because let's face it, a lot of people don't do the inventory, uh, you know, management very well. Some people are not greatly organized. Um, they don't want to have to ship all the time because that is a daily thing. If if you ship daily and it's very timely, um, but it's not really income producing. Right. So um, yeah. so we take that those tasks off your plate uh, if you want? And uh, so that you can focus on things like that and the like sort of we call it the front end of your business with the sourcing and the listing.
0: OK, so explain the process, then how it works. I have. 20 random items <laughs> <laughs> and I want to work with you. Tell me how I would do that.
1: Right. Well, we the first pro the first step in the process is to basically have a chat, just to talk okay. about your business, talk about um, what you sell, how you sell it, your like average selling price, your inventory turnover rate, things like that, um, and like what your goals are uh, with your business, just to make sure that we are a good fit because we realize that it's not going to be a good fit for every reseller out there, uh, because you have to have enough um, margin in your profit you know, margin, I guess to say to in order, in order to afford being able to outsource that part of your business. So let's first just make sure it's a good fit. Now, assuming it's a good fit, we would, um, the first step is to onboard. Typically, we onboard your existing listings. Now, for most resellers, that could be a um, hundred things. It could be a thousand things. It depends on what they're doing at the, at the moment. Um, but basically, it's the process of transferring your existing listings to us. We call that onboarding. Um, and depending on which platform you start your listings on, uh, which platform do you start them on?
0: Usually eBay, okay, <laughs> but sometimes they're on Poshmark, sometimes, uh,
1: whatnot, Macari. Well, the, what would you actually change the platform that you start them on sometimes?
0: Yeah. Because oh, what I do okay. is if it doesn't sell initially on eBay and it's mm-hmm. just become stale inventory, sometimes I'll have better luck moving it to Poshmark. Correct. So it's sort of a time thing.
1: So do you relist it on those, on those platforms or you just cross list it?
0: I delete it. Well, I end the listing on eBay uh-huh. and then I post it on Poshmark. I rarely do cross listing.
1: Interesting. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard anybody do it that way, which is interesting. It's a very interesting way to do it. Okay. So, really, in your case, bottom line is we have to have a platform that you start your listings on typically because people are cross-listing. So um, whichever platform that is, it could be eBay, it could be Poshmark, and it could be one of the two main cross-listing softwares out there, Vendu and List Perfectly. So any one of those works. Okay, So you're basically going to send us your items. You're going to delist them if they're already live, because you don't want them to sell while they're in transit to us, because that right. would be bad. Um, <laughs> and then once we receive it, we're going to basically update your SKU, your custom label in that platform with our information, like where we put it in the warehouse and things like that, so that when it sells, we know where to find it, and then we can right. ship it for you. So, um, so that's like the really, really short um, simple explanation of how it works. Obviously, depending on the platform, there are different things you need to do. But um, we pay for the majority of that inbound shipping. Now, for jewelry, that's not going to be very much because it's pretty small. Um, but you know, some some of our clients sell shoes. They're a little bit more, you know, heavy, bulky. Um, we do focus. I have to um, remember to say we focus on the smaller items. We do have a size and weight restriction. Um, And the reason for that is because we don't want it to go out of hand. I mean, we can't take furniture or large things. Everything needs to fit in a 14 by 20 ish size bag it's a decent size, you know, even for clothing sellers, they can fit trench coats and things and like that in there. So um, we just have to focus on the smalls because we have limited space in our warehouse, you know, eventually as well. Right. So in order to accommodate and like a more clients with more items, we just had to put a cap on it to some degree.
0: So you're saying it has to fit in a certain size poly mailer, but what if it was like, what if I wanted to, to send you like dishes or breakables? Do you take delicate or fragile items as well
1: well we don't say we don't however we say we we basically say well it's the our client's responsibility to get it to us intact the first time they send it to us and if you can do that then it's our responsibility to ship it out to the eventual buyer in the same uh uh, you know the same way but most of those kind of things it's hard enough to ship it just one time without it getting broken (laughs) So we we recommend that breakables, like true breakables, like stemware and China, things like that, probably not the best fit for us, unless it's like a random one-off thing that you just don't do a lot of and you like bubble wrap it really well. And it's just like one thing, but if like, that's all you sell, I don't think that's a good fit for us. So that's another reason why it's good to have that conversation in the beginning, just to make sure it makes sense.
0: Okay, then. So then that leads me to my next question. What about something that's extremely rare? And let's say I wanted to send that to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it was something rare or really, really expensive, I would obviously ship that with insurance to you. Then would you do the same thing to the buyer?
1: Right. On the inbound, we recommend that our clients actually have their own Insurance policy, which usually covers items in transit, it's a typical business policy uh, because we won't actually be able to afford to insure that type of um, shipment through UPS. It's very expensive to do it that way. So um, yes, it should be insured that way. Now, on the outbound, we will go by what you have given us, you know, whatever instructions you have given us. So typically on eBay, you can add notes, and so we say, well, if you want this to go with insurance, you got to put that in the note. We can't just assume because over a certain value that you're going to want insurance. I mean, we have to, you know, we're not mind readers. (laughs) So um, yeah. So whatever instructions, you know, the client gives us, that's what we will follow.
0: Okay. So I think I understand the setting up and then the actual process of getting the items to you. So when they're listed and they're sold, are they they're still being bought from my listing. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it's always your account. It's always okay. your accounts, um, uh, be- whether it's eBay or Poshmark or whatever other other platforms. But um, and so we are going to check the e your eBay and or Poshmark account each time we're doing shipping for orders. So you don't really have to do anything if for eBay and Poshmark. Now, if you sell on other platforms, like you were mentioning, um, you do have to send us a shipping label along with the SKU information because we can't, it's not feasible okay. for us to check all the platforms out there for every client every day. So we had to pick the top two. So at that Believe it or not, works out pretty well because each of those platforms usually has an email with all the information that's needed uh, to to ship out. And it has, you know, you can have the the shipping label included as well. And as long as you just copy that SKU, we can go pull the item and ship it. No problem.
0: Oh, okay, That does make it easy. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, then how do we handle returns? hmm. So typically, <laughs> that be tricky,
1: right? Right. Well, typically for our reseller clients, we have the, re- the returns go back to them for right. the most part, unless there's a situation where uh, some of our clients are full time uh, uh, travelers, so they don't have a home base. And for them to take returns would be very difficult. For them, we've made exceptions and they can have their returns sent to us and we will process them, but we don't generally do it on the grand scale. And the reason for that is, as you know, for thrifters, mostly that returns is, you know, a very personal, unique choice that they would want to make on a sale basis, like on a return basis. So to have a blanket policy like, oh, everything's going to happen the same just doesn't make sense for thrifters, we think. So that's why we've done it that way. And it so far has, been, has worked out well. And if, but if somebody has an issue um, with that, then we can always work it out. But generally speaking, the returns go back to our client and then they can decide whether they want to send it back in or not. Or sometimes they don't even want to get it back. You know, they're just going to give them a <laughs> right. refund and say, keep it, you know. That's why we leave that decision on them to handle.
0: Okay. So now that, when you said that a lot of your, clients are travelers. Now, that really perked up my ears because I had always thought like if I were to go on like a road trip or, you know, do an RV kind of Mm -hmm. living thing, Mm -hmm. I could still sell my jewelry because I could actually put it in a bin and take it with me. Mm -hmm. But I could also use your service and that actually would probably be a lot easier because then I wouldn't have to worry about, oh, I got to find a post office and I don't know where one is and, you know, all that stuff and packing shipping supplies to ship the item, you know, packing envelopes and bubble mailers and all that stuff. So that would be a fantastic alternative to someone who wants to thrift and have the RV life or like you said, traveling.
1: Right. We have several clients that do that full time or do it um, part time of the year. Uh, And like you said, yes, for smaller items, it's technically doable, But like you said, there still are details that you have to take care of and always be worrying about. Um, A lot of these clients actually just source all over the country and then they go to their home base and, um, you know, list their stuff and then send it into us. So um, either way, that could definitely work for others too, also like snowbirds. They actually, actually will be able to use our services very well because, because they're in two different spots, their inventory doesn't need to be in one or either of them. So their inventory is with us and wherever they are, they can source and they don't have to worry about it either.
0: Wow. That's such a convenience. (laughs) All right. So I guess the next question is, if someone wanted to go ahead and get started with you, Mm -hmm. how would they find you?
1: Well, we're, uh, our website has, I think, I hope, a wealth of information that they can uh, look at to get a sense of, you know, a little bit more detail than we've provided here. Uh, there is a spot for them to fill out a form and then we, will, um, we can set up the call a Zoom, or a phone call just to have that initial introductory talk. Um, and then, you know, if they want to proceed, then it's it's a pretty easy process. You know, we'll send them the welcome kit. They We provide them with the, the boxes and the stickers, the cue stickers and the bags, everything they need to get started, we provide them in the beginning uh, to make that process as easy as possible.
0: Okay. So I'm trying to think of a situation where maybe this wouldn't work. And of course I'll put all of your information in the show notes and in the mm-hmm. description, but I'm trying to think who would you not recommend your service for?
1: Um, well, th- to be honest, if they sell live, li- like the live sellers probably, okay, which
0: I do like, right. Whatnot. I mean,
1: right, right. Cause I mean that info that you have, well, that's actually interesting because I think it depends how you sell live. I think like on Poshmark lives, your inventory doesn't necessarily have to be there. You can actually sell off your listed inventory, but like that's on right. whatnot, right? On whatnot, I think it had. You know, I don't think they have that same option. I'm not really sure, but it's my understanding that yeah, the live sellers may not be the best fit. Um, people who sell really large, heavy things probably not the best okay. fit. Okay, and those who sell really low-priced items. You know, but then when it comes to that, it really depends on also the volume, because some of our clients, you know, their, their ASPs are not that high, but they sell so many things that it doesn't matter. You know, because our pricing structure actually is fixed. It's not based on the um, the sale price of your item. And all this information is on our website, eblissreseller.com. Um, so we have we designed that so that it could work. So when you're out there sourcing, you can decide like, oh, is this something that would make sense to send in an ebliss or not? Because, you know, you don't have to send us everything that you have on your accounts. We can totally share between the two. Um, so if you, you know, if you find some things that, you know, you might sell for $10 that may not make sense to send to us, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but anything, you know, you can det- determine anything over a certain amount probably has enough margin in it for your comfort level and so you can send it in. Now, like I said, some people are really always concerned about profiting on like on every single sale and then other people are like, well, it det- whatever happens at the end of the month. So it depends on how you look at it will determine how you feel, how helpful or how feasible what we, you know, our price, you know, our price structure would be for you.
0: Right. And then I would assume because this is a business related service, it would be tax deductible. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Everything you pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. So my next question is what about, or I guess how long or how do you handle unsold items like do you Mm -hmm. just hold something forever until it sells or is there a time limit we do yeah
1: we do not have a limit to how long you can keep your items with us now that is a very big difference from other um more well-known uh logist three-party and third-party logistics in that and the reason for that honestly is because they don't get paid until it sells so if that's the case then yeah they're going to make you want to keep you know sell it and get it out of there and send in new stuff that hopefully will sell so they they do cap it we do not so because we know that thrifters could find things you know it could be very very long tail you're gonna find that right person to come along and buy your item and if for the right price it might make sense so we don't have any sort of um limit they can it can stay here as long as you like but If you say, you know, it's been enough, I've had this on for so long and I don't want to keep it listed. Uh, We have a process for removal of inventory where we will either send it back to you or we'll donate it on our end. So um, it doesn't have It's it's up to you. Like the way we see this is that we are the facilitator in the beginning of um, to get your items here. But then you're still in control of getting it sold however you want to do that and for however long. And then when it sells, then we're, you know, we pick it up and, and we you know ship it out at that point. So um, yeah, that's how we, we see ourselves as partners in your reselling business uh, to help you take, like take those tasks off your plate so that you can focus on doing other things. And it's interesting too, because some people have the time issue and not the space issue. And right. some people have the space issue, but not the time issue. And some people have both. <laughs> so <laughs> it really depends on what your current situation is, what your like your goals, what your pain points are. Um, depends on, you know, and either way, we can probably help you as long as, um, you know, what you're selling makes sense for us.
0: Okay. So what about if something gets, um, like while it's in your warehouse, let's say something happens, something gets lost, damaged, mm. uh, stolen, I don't know. Because uh, I'm trying to think of, questions people would have <laughs> you know so that way um they will they'll have a you know a clear picture of what it's like to work with you
1: right right well our our warehouse is uh, koala uh, uh, what i forget the uh, i can't think of the name i mean it's air not air conditioned well we have air conditioning in the one part but the warehouse it's um what is the name of it? i can't think of the name um you it's like monitored it's- 24-7, that's for sure, with um, security. Oh, so okay. um, uh, so it, it's safe in terms of um, hopefully things being stolen. Now, if we misplace something, if we can't find it in our or warehouse. Something,
0: something breaks, maybe on
1: accident. Absolutely. We take full responsibility for that that. And we will make you whole. Like we will, we will credit you, whatever the price of that item was that you can now have now, now that you have to refund your, your buyer, you know, we will make it whole for you. So if it's our fault that we can't ship something, we will absolutely make it whole for you. And to be honest, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, we have shipped out thousands of things over the last three years for our clients. And I literally can tell you one time that there was something that I could not find, and I couldn't tell you why. One out of thousands, and that's like I think I think every
0: that's like, reseller has that story.
1: But it was <laughs> right, but but when you think about how many we ship out on a, on a daily, monthly, weekly, yearly basis, that is a, an unbelievable uh, percentage, and it still bothers me to this day. Like I don't know. <laughs> Oh, where was it? Because basically if we go to ship something, it's not in the bin. We go and look and figure out why it's not in the bin. And nine times out of 10, it's because it got sold on another platform and the reseller didn't remove it. And so now it resold. So that oh, is the no. like nine times out of 10 that happens. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. But this one particular time, I couldn't locate the actual sale where that happened. I do believe it happened. I just couldn't figure. I couldn't confirm it. So, um, so typically we, we have a really good inventory system. Uh, it's very simple, but it works. And, uh, if we can't find something, there's a very good reason for it.
0: Okay. Are there any items you won't take? And I Mm. will, I will explain this in a funny, funny story. A friend of mine does, uh, storage units, like they (laughs) buy storage units, right? Well, in the storage unit, there was a huge pallet full of adult
1: oh, <laughs> <themed> material
0: <laughs> <laughs> items. Uh-huh. And so um, he was debating where was he going to mm-hmm. sell those, if he's going to sell those, if he's going to list those. right? So I ask you, are there any items either like that or maybe something else that you guys just do not accept?
1: Well, we don't take perishables. Because our warehouse okay. isn't, you know, there's, it's not a big refrigerator in there. <laughs> so anything like, like food, thing, food wise that could, could spoil. We definitely right. don't take that. And honestly, I don't know how much of that gets sold on eBay anyway. Um, anything that you can't sell on eBay which would include, like, tobacco products or um, weapons. Like weapons and stuff. Right.
0: Like that. Things
1: that are prohibited on eBay, that, that make, doesn't make any sense to send to us because it's just going to get sent back because we can't list, you know, can't be listed. Um, as far as, like, things that we might have some sort of, like, ethical or moral objection to, I don't think that's our place to say. I mean, if if you're allowed to sell it, I don't see why, you know... You couldn't send it in as long as it's as long as it's kosher to sell. I mean, we'll and it's safe to store. We will take it.
0: So that means the adult if, items would be okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm. I, I, why? I mean, <laughs> who am I to say? I mean, if they can sell it on eBay, who am I to say no? You can't. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't? I don't see that that would be a problem.
0: Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Well, because you know, some people. Um, you know, you don't want to offend anybody or they may have, like you said, personal beliefs about this, that or the other. So it's good, you know, that you communicate that up front that, hey, as long as you can sell it on eBay, right. I have no problem shipping it out for you.
1: <laughs> it's to, to us, it's, you know, it's just inventory.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's, it's just a widget. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So um, is there anything else, I guess, that you want to share as it relates to, you know, your business or even even not, you know, uh, maybe something reselling related or anything?
1: Um, All I know is like my husband and, you know, my husband, Dave, he's not here today, uh, but we have been doing this together since 2017. And I know a lot of couples do reselling together, um, even though I hear in other places like I could never work with my husband, you know, like how do you, like, cause we see each other so much, you know, Go like, like almost <laughs> every waking moment, you know? Um, so, but it's incredibly uh, fulfilling to be able to share like common goals and common uh, dreams of doing and doing this together. Uh, so, I mean, it would be, it, I would just, it's nice to have somebody that understands what you want. I mean, we're totally different people, his strengths are not mine and vice versa, which actually works out really well. Um, but we have fun and it doesn't ever feel like work, you know. So I would, you know, anybody who does reselling, it, even if you don't have a spouse or a significant other to do it with, um, it's always good to have some like a like somebody else that you can, you know, talk to or uh, you can be accountable to or whatever in your business, because it can be very, very um, isolating. Um, yeah, I think the, so. You too. know what I mean? It can yeah. be, especially since it's a lot of done in your house if you do everything yourself. You really don't, you know, go out and meet others that do that. That's why the meetups are really important. We used to run the Denver eBay meetup group for 3 years. Oh. Uh, yeah, out here and uh And it was a great way to meet a lot of resellers uh, and just get a sense of what's going on out there. Um, I'm not sure how much we helped people, but I think they seem to, you know, like us. Um, So just being able to be connected to the community is helpful. And going to events like we met, you know, at the Boss Reseller Remixes, things like that. Those are the things that, you know, really... um, foster that between people and help your personal reselling business too, because you learn so much, you learn so much from other people. So, I mean, that's very important, I think in this, in this venture.
0: I agree. I agree. So uh, I guess my last question for you is what are your plans or, um, Are there any goals you can share with us as it relates to eBliss or maybe just, you know, personal goals? You know, what is 2024? What do you hope to see or hope to happen with you, your business, whatever?
1: Well, we're hoping to be able to reach a lot more uh, resellers than we have been. Uh, When you're trying to sell something, you know, when you're trying to get the word out about something that doesn't actually exist, which when before we launched, what we did really didn't exist at all. I mean, nobody else was doing this and hardly anybody else is really doing it still. We'd like to take that a little step further and be able to reach different kinds of sellers. Uh, Recently we have started to work for thrift stores Uh, those who are on eBay already and not on eBay. So that's another uh, type of reseller because essentially they're resellers, but in a different way um, that need our services as well. So we'd like to be able to reach way more resellers and offer additional services too. Uh, We are working on being able to offer uh, more of the front end of the business when it comes to possibly photos and listing. So uh, as a matter of fact, ironically, when we first launched, we thought we were going to do it all. We were going to take photos, we we're going to list, we we're going to store and ship. As a matter of fact, Eblis originally stood for eBay, listing, inventory, storage, and shipping. That's oh, what wow. is the acronym <laughs> for that. And it's
0: perfectly positioned behind you, too.
1: Oh, oh, (laughs) there it is. Um, So, but as we launched, we realized that the listing part of it was a little bit ambitious at the time. And we needed to focus on the storage and the shipping first, get those processes down, get that underway really well, which I believe we have done over the last three years. And then, you know, we can look at adding on those services, which we're trying to do right now. Um, And after, when we first started, actually, you had to be on eBay. You couldn't be anywhere. You had to, if you only sold on Poshmark, it didn't work for us. But we very quickly realized, well, that wasn't going to work for us. (laughs) So we added Poshmark. And so then eBliss turned into uh, e-commerce business logistics inventory storage and shipping.
0: It's beautiful. I mean, it, it, it couldn't be any more perfect. <laughs> yes.
1: So um, so I just, you know, for goals for 2024, I would love to leave this year uh, with a full warehouse. Being, you know, having a waiting list, even, you know, like just being able to reach and help so many more resellers than we have in the past and just have, the, you know, our, has this almost be like a household name in our community, which I don't believe is the case just yet. I know a lot of people know about us, but not enough. I mean, how many resellers there are out there? Right, right. You know? <laughs> and their stores, you know, that there's so many people out there that could use us, but they just don't know that we exist. Well, you
0: know, you just, when you said that, that just gave me another idea because I think what you do would also be great for uh, estate sale companies, you know, because they do the same, like, you know, when, when the sale is over, they sometimes are stuck with a bunch of stuff.
1: True. If they have an account that they want that stuff to be sold on, for sure. Absolutely. If they can sell it online, because now, you know, the estate sale, they're selling it in person. They would have to sell it online and then transfer the inventory to us. But yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, because I because, you know, we have a lot of estate sales here in Las Vegas because more so estate sales than yard sales because of the mm. weather here, because it's mm-hmm. nobody wants to be in someone's garage when it's 112 <laughs> outside. I bet. But um I just thought of that and I said, wow, that would be a great service or even partnering with the charity or um anything like, you know, I could see. Your business, like filling those gaps Mm -hmm. of where they need help, because a lot of them, you know, they have stuff, but they don't know how to sell it. They don't know how to list it. They don't know how to do photographs. They don't know shipping.
1: (laughs) Right. So true. So. So, yeah. So the possibilities are endless almost. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: All right, Laurie. Well, I really enjoyed this time. I was blown away. Actually, I learned way more than I guess because I had an idea of what you did, but the way you broke it down really simplified it and it made it really understandable for me. And I'm believing it's going to make it that much more clear for the people who listen to the podcast and they get to know you and they know you know what you do so thank you so much for spending this time
1: thank you so much for having me it was the it went by really fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know it did All right. Well, maybe we'll check in with you again, um, maybe in the summer and see how you're doing, because I know a lot of people will be traveling, you know, for the summer. And maybe um, you can share, you know, some updates with us and let us know how things are going.
1: Be glad to do that.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Thanks again, Lori.
1: Thank you.